Welcome to Psychic Cowgirl Radio with Shannon Lackman. Practical, insightful conversations to empower and inspire you on your personal journey. From her cattle ranch in Alberta, this sassy psychic cowgirl uses her connections to universal energies to guide you to greater awareness and wisdom. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. On a, It's actually a nice sunny Wednesday here in Alberta. It's been um, interesting, to say the least. We had a big election in Alberta yesterday, and yesterday was so eerily calm. It was weird. My cows were hiding in a back pasture that they don't normally love to be in because it's got a bunch of, like, interesting energies out there and sorry neighbors because that did mean that they weren't near the road for you to enjoy as you drove by whoops they were taking advantage of the calm too me too i went and rode my horse out there in a halter and bareback just to take advantage of it i did thoroughly enjoy watching my neighbors drive by there was leisurely their windows were down they were enjoying the sunshine and their right to vote i'm delighted that so many people voted now of course it's controversial i mean ever there's you like your favorite party or you don't like the other party but really i'm just happy that so many people use their voice to vote we don't have to agree on politics but yay that you voted. Am I happy with what happened? I am, personally, yes. Because I live in an area that was hit so hard with the economy tanking in Alberta that it's sad. So many empty businesses, so many people I know out of work. It's rough. It's rough. And then, you know, we're trying to stay afloat and pay our bills, and it's been hard. It's been really, really, really hard, and so I'm hoping that this change in government will mean a change for Alberta's economy. Here's the thing. Personally, I can't do good things for other people if I'm struggling to pay my bills and survive. My energy goes to that, and so... I want Alberta to be strong and to have a good economy so we can do good. And this election has been horrible. It's been so smarmy and both sides like saying nasty things and trying to get each other in trouble. And it's taken this huge energetic toll. I think that's why yesterday it was so eerily calm because that stopped because it was voting day. I, I just, that was just, I don't find it acceptable. But it is what it is. I couldn't stop it. I shut off a lot of politics. Because, wow, wow. But now Alberta's going in a new direction, and we'll see how it goes. I'm hopeful. I was hopeful with the last one, too, Yeah, didn't work out. 
the cranky part of me did enjoy seeing some of the smug faces that were so condescending and terrible to rural Albertans get defeated. Of course I did, right? We're all human. And, um, yeah, I'm actually going to text a friend later today and say, hey, remember that panel we went to in Leduc? I'm happy to see most of those faces are no longer in government. It's, yeah, I don't know. Politics makes for definite huge divides. And let's see if we can't do better going forward. So let's talk about boundaries. I have a story. Of course I do. <laughs> My husband made a poor choice. Yeah, actually it was last Wednesday when I was busy um, with a project and I didn't do a live radio show. So we know 2019 is about boundaries. And crazy situations are popping up where we have to make choices. We might not like it. Actions do have consequences. Some we like, some we don't. But there it is. And so, you know, our world is different. Lots of messy situations and getting to know ourselves in a in-your-face kind of way is what boundaries and the challenges are all about right now. So here's my story. And my husband's getting thrown under the bus, kind of. He knows that it's coming. I said, you do know I'm going to talk about what happened on my radio show. And he's like, yes, I know. <laughs> he's like, that's part of the deal. And, yeah, I screwed up. I'm like, good on you, honey. I was coaching him the way I coach clients. So... Someone called him up, called me, but I was busy with the project, so I didn't answer, and asked for a favor. And he said yes. Even though saying yes to this favor was a very bad idea for him, especially after he told me, and for us. So he said yes. Yeah, and then called me a little later and said, did you get this phone call? And I said, yeah, but I'm too busy to answer. And he said, well, this is what happened. And I'm like, hot. Oh, yeah. Well, no. He's like, well, I already said yes. Well, no. (laughs) Not happening. Like, hard no, not happening. And I had I had somebody with me. <laughs> and so he didn't get yelled at like he did later. And I'm like, it's not it's not even possible. And here's why. And there's like legal reasons why it's not possible to say yes to this favor. I said, I checked into this and it's not possible. Like we can't say yes to this. We could get into so much trouble. And really, it won't work out. Okay, so I feel like I'm being cryptic. So here's the deal. So we have a barn that's kind of a kind of a riding arena. Oh, who am I kidding? I call it a barn because it's not for public use at all. It's not. 
It's not set up that way. When I insured it, I asked those questions because, you know, I have to be aware of possible revenue streams because, you know, I have bills to pay. And I knew that the hoops I would have to jump through, it's, it's not a public venue. It's not. I can't do that. Insurance reasons. And where it's located, it's super inconvenient for me to have people driving in and out. It just doesn't work. Well, somebody phoned him and asked if they could use it. He felt bad because they got booted out of their other venue, and he said yes. And when he told me, I lost it and said no. No. I said, I'll take care of it. So I called them back and said, no, like, don't count on it. I have a call into insurance, but I'm pretty sure this is a no, and, like, I don't know what else, just, I can't. And there was more reasons, because after he said yes to the favor, there was, like, piled on, piled on, piled on, piled on, and he should have known that. He's not new in dealing with this type of energy. And, you know, here's the other thing that made me hot and very mad. Not that long ago, these same individuals threw my husband under the bus hard in a situation, and it was not called for. It could have been handled in so many better ways. But they made him the bad guy on purpose, ambushed him. I was not there, which was actually a good thing because I do approach things differently, and I can. I have the power to see things differently and make people accountable, and I have to pick and choose when I use that power and when I don't, because it's not always appropriate or a good idea. And so it was terrible what they said and did and how they treated him, and, like, really terrible and so uncalled for, and then lied about it, when he asked questions later and like, why did you do it like this? Lied. And I'm like, you can't trust them. Like, they proved that they will throw you under the bus to get what they want, no matter the consequences. And, you know, somebody else was involved and I said to them, you know, people do forget their actions do have consequences. They don't like them, but they want what they want when they want it and they don't always think it through and then they get mad when it doesn't work out later. And that's what's happening. There's no way this is a yes. Not in any way, shape, or form. It's such a hard no. Because so he said yes in a weak moment, and he admits that. And then they piled it on. Well, we'll be here at this day at this time. It went from a one-day, few-hour favor to a three-day favor, which interfered with our stuff we had to do. And I'm like, I would have said no right there. And I had some legal things on our, like insurance on our side. Like he actually called the insurance people, um, one section, because I'm like, you need to get on this, because I was mad. And he found out that, yeah, it's not a good idea. And then I said to him, well, how many, how many? Like we're not set up for a bunch of people in there on purpose. And so I found out how many they, were, they had in their group, and I'm like, we don't have that space. And I got, well, we can do this. And I'm like, we do not have the space. It was a short sentence, complete sentence, and it got my point across. 
Um, are they mad? Ooh, yeah. Definitely frosty next time I had an encounter with them. But here's the deal. I had to take care of my own self, my own group, and they get priority. And when you throw someone under the bus and ambush them, you can't ask them a favor and expect it to be yes. That just blew my mind. Blew my mind. And then, you know, we were at this meeting the other day and tried a little bit again. They didn't bring up this situation, get my husband to do something that was their responsibility. And I'm like, wow. He said no this time and gave them an alternate solution that was better. But I'm like, yeah, you're so used to us accommodating you that you just figured it's now you're right. And it's a hard no. Hard no. So I shut it down, shut it down hard. And now, you know, we had conversations about it, like the reasons why. And then when my husband shares the story with other people, they're like, well, yeah, that would never work. Of course you had to shut it down. And now, you know, he's proud that I shut it down. He said, yeah, Shannon did. She shut it down really hard. Because it was my boundary being violated. Like you can't, you can't expect other people, though, to consider you. And that's where boundaries get so tricky. Because, you know, I had to coach him through it all. And, you know, in our conversations, he's like, well, this, this, and this. Why didn't they realize this, this, and this? And I'm like, because it's not in their best interest to realize that. They're not thinking about how it affects you and our situation. They have a problem that needs to be solved, and they expected you to do it. How inconvenient it is for us or that we don't have the space, or that it's a liability, and that we cannot make it happen, they would have expected us to bend over backwards to make it happen, and that's on us to say no. Always. And you can get all self-righteous and mad that, oh, how dare they ask, all you want, but at the end of the day, it's on you to say no. It just is. And that's where knowing your boundaries, knowing where you stand on things, is super, super, super important. And it was really interesting um, because during, sorry, my husband forgot his radio show, he's calling in. During their conversation, there was another situation where he had taken care of some business for a volunteer thing, and this individual was mad that he got, we got the day that they wanted and basically said to him, well, we'll see about that. You're not getting that day. Looking for a favor, but then you're telling us that you're more important than we are and you, we're not going to get what we want not how it's going to go and I'm like you know this you know that this is how this goes with these people and it works for them it does and good on them I guess for finding things that works for them but I don't have to let it work or violate me or make my life miserable because of it that's my choice how I let them affect me 
And I said, you know, what's going to happen if you, you know, they show up here? It's going to be take, 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 and then we're going to be exhausted, and yet we have to give to our group the very next day, which won't even be physically possible because I'm sure they won't have their stuff cleaned up and gone. So here's the thing. So his lessons and mine, but his lessons were don't say yes, stand by, let me check what's going on, let me check, let me get back to you. I said, this is what I tell my clients and this is what I do. Let me get back to you. I said, because also realistically you should not be making those kind of decisions without discussing it with me because it's our place. Of course, I didn't say it that nicely. I'm like, my name's on this mortgage, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was hot. He was telling our group after about how mad I was at him. We all laughed because I was. <laughs> it's a good thing he couldn't see me because my eyes do get really bright green instead of hazel when I'm mad. And he's like, yeah, I was glad I didn't see your eyes change color. Yeah, exactly, honey. Yeah, I was mad. And, you know, and, and the friend that I had over do, helping me with the project, her mother works in insurance, and so she was telling me stories, and I'm like, thank you. It's not helping his cause, Eddie, but thank you, because it's true. Like, you have to take care of your own stuff first. You know, that's all about boundaries. Making sure that we do what's right for us when it's awkward and uncomfortable. Because, you know, we had to be in a group with them a few days later. I wasn't awkward or uncomfortable because I'm solid in what I know is right for me and the position I'm in. It takes practice, though. It takes practice in saying no and takes practice in being strong enough to handle the consequences that do happen when you say no to people. They don't like it. They don't like it. And I was expecting maybe a more conversation or two on for me to change my mind, but hope it hasn't happened, so yay. And, you know, I, I'm hoping that I made it clear, super clear, where I stood with this. So we'll see. We shall see. Yeah. Learning experience for me on how annoyed I was with my husband and having a conversation with him about that. Because I did feel being made to be the bad guy. By me, you know, having to contact them and say, no, we're not doing that. Find someplace else. I was, like, upset about that. And so I had to work through that. But here's the thing. I have worked on myself enough to know that I could take care of it and handle the consequences that happened. Right? Does that make sense? And it's practice. I don't have to like it. But. Can handle it. And isn't that what our soul growth and learning is all about? 
when we know that we can handle situations, even when they're completely awkward and uncomfortable, it's okay. It is okay. Like, yeah, it's it's rough, though, and it's weird. And, you know, most boundary challenges take you out of your comfort zone so that you can practice having boundaries. But it sucks. I was pretty nervous. And, of course, you know, energetically I had to do some clearing and um, it was interesting because after that I had nobody slept well at my house even that day that it happened and I had to clear the energy and then after we were you know at a meeting with all of them again I had to clear the energy that night because things stick and we're all energetically more sensitive and you know when someone's mad at you Energies can stick to you about it, and you need to find a way to clear it. The second time I had to clear, I just went out in in my pasture and cleared everyone's energy. I didn't have to do my super fabulous energy clearing machine, but I had done that previously so that we could all sleep better because it's not a comfortable energy to be in when you know someone's mad at you, trash-talking you, all of that, right? It sucks. It just does energetically if you're at all empathic you can feel it and it's uncomfortable and lots of the times we will accommodate them or violate our own boundaries in order to not feel that way and that is key it's key to understanding yourself if you say yes to things so that other people will like you more you're creating karma and boundaries for yourself boundary issues for yourself that you know, you're not going to be happy with. But practice, right? Practice saying no. Um, practice having conversations and communication. I mean, I in this situation, the huge blessing was that I had some really fabulous reasons why it had to be no that are not arguable because they were true. And But at the end of the day, if I don't want you in my space, that's enough of a reason. Why do I have to um, validate or make excuses for how I feel? I just don't want you here. The end. That's okay. But, you know, we do um, have to at times rephrase it or put it in words that are acceptable, but at the end of the day, for your own self, if you don't want someone in your space, that's enough. That's enough of a reason. Again, I was blessed that there was some pretty fabulous other reasons that I could give that weren't so blunt, I guess, (laughs) that I just really don't want you here. Pretty big learning curve for my husband. Pretty big learning curve. Yeah. Definitely messier for him. For sure. Right? Yeah. (laughs) I said to him, we will fight about this. Like, this is a hard no. I'm not giving in. 
You cannot talk around this. This is a no. He's like, okay, well, I don't want to fight with you about it. I understand. Okay. (laughs) Yep. Communication, right? Every challenge we face in this life has to do with interpersonal relationships. And if someone is just not in alignment with you and they make you tired, they drain your energy, they just take advantage, or you take advantage of them, you need to look at all of that, right? Because boundaries are the other way too, right? Like, so, for example, um, my husband saying yes to this, he had to look at why. Why was that okay? Why did he feel like that was the right answer? And he had to do some, you know, investigative work on his own self that I'm sure he didn't like. I'm leaving him to do that because, you know, that's he has to look at all of that. And so when you violate someone's boundaries, because he obviously violated my boundaries, right? by not including me in the conversation and just saying yes and expecting it to be okay, because he actually said that. I didn't think it'd be a big deal. And then later he's like, yeah, I didn't think it through. I did not think it through. Which is what happens to us, though, right? We get caught in an awkward situation, and we feel like we have to say yes because we don't have that time to think it through and make a a different decision or even stick to that decision. That's it, it happens. And so again, if someone asks you for a favor, say you need to check your schedule, give, find a go-to phrase so you can have the time to think it through and look at all the possible scenarios. I mean, I didn't need to, I didn't need time to think it through, but I'd already done the research about the possible things and like two years ago, so I knew, and he forgot. He forgot that I did all that, which is fair enough because, you know, we're all busy. Things that were on his mind didn't even occur to him that this should be a no because he was, you know, fixing things and doing his job and all those reasons why. We need to make sure we give ourselves the time and the space to contemplate if our answer to questions need to be a yes or a no, right? And what are our boundaries about it? And there was consequences to the way they treated him before. They might not put that together, but I hope they do. (laughs) I do. Because if you're not learning then what's the point? I don't know. I'm I'm sure they are. I have faith in them that way. But I don't know for sure because some people don't want to look at their own stuff. They just don't. It's not comfortable and they would rather just ignore it and hope that, you know, nobody brings it up to them. Us too, right? It is uncomfortable. It is. But owning our own stuff is part of the whole boundary situation. We're not perfect. I said yes when I should have said no. Hello. 
said no when I could have said yes, too. That always seems less, I don't know, less of an issue. I don't know, or I don't want to talk. I don't know. I have to search that out myself. Look at our own energies and behavior. It's, it's just, it's an interesting time. It truly, truly is. How is this going to go? Um, here's the thing. <laughs> Anytime we go through a situation or a challenge like this, we end up using it to teach others the good stuff, the bad stuff. I mean, he's fully, like, telling his friends, you know, how I was so mad at him. He's enjoying that part because, you know, it, is, it does make for a good story. And it is teaching other people, Right. Yeah, it was an interesting, interesting few days at our house. What is also funny is that the kids, our boys, were like, why would you ever say yes to that? We don't want them here. Right? It's also their place. I mean, you get to pick and choose who you have over for coffee, don't you? You get to pick and choose whose energy you want to be in, don't you? But do we? Not always, right? Sometimes, you know, we have to learn how to navigate these things and spend energy and time with people that we may not want to. I know. It's so not simple, is it? And that is part of our learning. But you get to pick and choose as much as you can, right? I feel very strongly about who's in my space on my ranch. Very strongly. Because I've worked really hard with my husband and my children to create a space here that we all simply adore. And as we all know, when somebody comes into your space that doesn't have good intentions or that is kind of, you know, violating it, it's a different energy. And then you have to clear it and work hard on that. Yeah. Do I feel like this little situation is over? Yes. You know what else is interesting, though? When you say no, like this situation, there was a little more respect given to us, and I hope that part continues. Because when someone feels like you are kind of a pushover, they'll keep taking and once you push back, that does change. Baby steps, too. If, if you're not, you know, comfortable with making the huge no's, make some small ones. Boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. It's just, it's just going to continue. The boundary challenges. Yeah. I'm still wrapping my head around it all, too. I mean, it does feel like it's over, but, you know, there's so much learning that can happen in any situation if you're willing to pull the pieces apart and look at them. And I have to say, I didn't do, you know, deep work on it like maybe I normally would because of this Alberta election. It took a lot of energy just to try not to get discouraged or sucked in or upset about the mudslinging that happened. 
And I also found that, you know, we have to be aware of when we're just blanket, you know, mad at somebody for what they did to us when if we would have said no, it would have changed it. I feel like if that's not being clear. You know, when someone upsets us or they violate our boundaries and we're not looking at our part in it and we're just blaming them, we need to look at that a different way. Because it's not just them. We're the ones that let it happen by not saying no or by um, not fully understanding what they were asking. That happens a lot too, doesn't it? I guess not asking them enough questions about what they expected. Because there's an example, if, if he would have been prepared and he would have asked those questions, like, oh, what do you need, uh, like how much time, he would have said no himself, right? But we don't do that. Practice, you know, practice asking questions, practice, you know, with a friend talking about situations that could come up and how to have better boundaries. Everybody struggles with this. Boundaries are a huge deal, and they're complex. It's not a simple straight line. And then you have other people. Like, he forgot, I guess. (laughs) He forgot how strongly I would have felt about that. Like, I don't know. Actually, I think he just got caught off guard and said yes and then wished he didn't. I'm sure he was pretty happy that I stepped in and took care. Well, he was because he's telling people that, right, and they're telling me. But at the same time, I also got an opportunity to work through my annoyances with being put in that position. But when you have a strong, clear personality on who you are and you have solid boundaries, of course you're going to be put in that position, right? It's just it's how, it's how it goes. And I don't have to like it, but I'll still do it. My ranch is happy. <laughs> My animals are happy because it would have been so complicated to put them places. So I just went out and enjoyed time with my horses and my cows and said, you're welcome. <laughs> they're like, thanks, Shannon. I know. Whenever it gets all crazy, I just go outside. Spend time with my animals because they are so fabulous. So fabulous. My horse, he was such a brat sometimes yesterday. He's like, okay. If I walk along nicely and just veer off a little bit, maybe I can get myself turned around and then go back to the barn. Because, you know, she doesn't usually go this far. Nice try, Friday. Nice try. And then, so my horse is, the running joke at our house is my horse because he's big. He's size extra large. Love him. He's an emotional eater. I have to monitor his food intake and help him make better choices. He's like a lot of work. He's high maintenance, this guy. But I love him, so I do it. And so <laughs> it's it's a joke. And um, he's, again, extra large. So riding him bareback, he's quite round, and it's wiggly. And so he um, actually is a motivator for me to keep on my exercise program because I need a strong core to balance on him bareback. Now, if I put a saddle on, I wouldn't have this issue, but, you know. 
I like to ride bareback. And so he's definitely a motivator in that way. And so my husband had to go do something, and so I'm riding him back to the barn, and um, the little brat starts trotting, and I'm like, what? Excuse me? Like, I always think, I'm always worried that he'll spook and I'll fall off, because, you know, I've had to grab him around the neck to stay on before. And so he starts trotting, and he was so smooth, and I haven't trotted a lot on him. And um, I'm like, wait a minute, and I, like, you know, squeezed with my legs and hung on quite well. And I'm like, huh, this was okay. I could do this. And then I slowed him down, and we walked again. But I'm like, well, then, that wasn't so bad. So he's teaching me that not to be so worried about it, right? And um, I did have to say thanks Friday for losing some weight and supporting my weight um, loss program and uh, exercise program. So good on you, Friday. Um, But then I was thinking, you know, how often – do we get ourselves into situations where we need to react and we find out that we did better than we thought we would? We need to celebrate those. We forget to celebrate those. We tend to be like, oh, but I could have, I would have, or boy, sure glad this didn't happen, but what about the celebration? So I did. I'm like, Friday trotted and I didn't fall off. Woo, woo! And that's exactly how I said it. <laughs> like, did you see that? Of course, nobody saw it. Nobody. Dang it. As soon as my children got off the bus, Friday trotted, and I was on bareback with the halter, and I didn't fall off. I know. This is, this is how we should do things, people. Celebrate your small victories, because our world is weird. Stay on your boundary course. They're going to be challenging. It's going to be interesting. Find the lessons in it. Work through it, because you are stronger because of it. Because don't forget... Letting someone violate your boundaries because you are not able to say no does create karma. So in this situation, my husband would have created some karma. And maybe he did because he didn't say no and I did. I don't know. We'll see how that goes. I'm sure he's going to get another opportunity to say no. Actually, he did. And he did say no. It wasn't nearly as dramatic, but he did it. So yay. Because that's kind of the point, right? We're learning these lessons to move forward from it. And then we can say no easier. We can know who we are, have our boundaries, and move on from there. Okay, so we're getting to the last 18 minutes of the show. I better get on our chakra cleanse because, yeah, that would be nice today. All right. So I'm going to start off the imagery induction, and then actually I have the chakra cleanse recorded and I'm going to play that second so if it feels a bit choppy for a few seconds there that's why okay everybody take a nice breath in and if you're coming back to the chakra cleanse it should be about the last 18 minutes of the show all right here we go becoming aware of your breathing just notice it for a few moments take these moments to gently and easily focus on your breath Then, let's take three big, deep breaths as deeply as possible, beginning to release and then letting go. These are the breaths that signal it's time to go within. As the normal, natural breathing begins occurring, imagine a gentle, warm, 
balmy breeze as it wafts around. Wafting around your head, neck, and shoulders. And with every breath, as the breeze continues to move gently around, there's a gently and easily releasing and a letting go feeling going on, becoming more and more comfortable with every breath. Across the upper back and circling around through the chest, a warm and nurturing feeling as this breeze continues to comfort down both arms, hands, and fingers, releasing and letting go. And with every breath taken, perhaps there may begin to be some wondering. Is it a breathing of the breeze? Or is the breeze breathing me? With every breath, the breeze continues circling around through the mid-back and around through the solar plexus. And every breath drifting deeper now, the gentle sensations of the warm, balmy breeze as it continues around through the lower back and circling around through the belly, releasing and letting go, becoming more and more comfortable with every breath. This lovely breeze continues moving around, around thighs, knees, calves, ankles, and around through the feet, now and with every breath, and becoming completely and thoroughly comfortable, calm, and at ease. Being at one with the breeze, and the breeze still gently, easily moving all around and all through. So that at five, four, three, two, one, zero, deeply, deeply relax. Letting this breeze relax you, calm you. You're feeling gentle, releasing and letting go as we now move into the chakra balancing. This is a meditation to balance and cleanse our chakras. I'd like you to sit up straight, have your feet flat on the floor, nothing crossed. Give yourself a nice breath in and up. Like you to visualize or imagine deep, thick roots growing out the bottom of your feet, deep, deep into Mother Earth. Feel yourself grounding and connecting with Mother Earth with those deep, thick roots. Nice breath in and out. Now, 
Imagine or visualize a white ball of energy coming up from each of those roots into the bottom of your feet. Visualize or imagine those balls of light traveling up your leg. You may feel a warm, tingling sensation. Move those balls of light up your leg, through your shin, past your knees, up your thighs, higher, higher, and then both balls of white light are going to join together at your root chakra, at your pelvis. Your root chakra deals with feelings and energies of having the right to be here. The root chakra is symbolized as red. I want you to imagine or visualize a red ball. Symbolism is personal. But I want you to have something that you're focusing on. So if it's a red ball, I want you to start spinning it until it's bright, shiny, shiny red. Right now it may look cloudy or dirty. It may be really big or it may be really small. I want you to spin this ball of energy until it's shiny, bright, sparkly red, spinning, spinning. The root chakra deals with energies of money, career, home, needs, and possession. So it's really important to have this one balanced. I want you to spin it, spin it, spin it until it's bright and shiny. If you are having trouble visualizing or imagining, Archangel Raphael will be there to help you. Archangel Raphael is also going to vacuum away all the cruddy energy that comes off your chakras. So spinning, spinning, spinning. We like to give this one a really good cleanse. Spin it just a smidge more. Fantastic. You are doing great. Kate, now this one is all shiny clean and it's in your body. Again, there's no way to do this wrong. Now, I want you to move up to your sacral chakra, which is located midway between your pelvis and the base of your spine. This one's an orange ball of light. I want you to spin that one. This is where we have our feelings and emotions. Let's spin that one until it's bright, shiny orange. This is where we are able to set boundaries when we have this one balanced feeling joy. Let's really spin that one and give it a nice big cleanse. Spinning, 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 spinning. For all of us that have trouble saying no at times, you can feel why it would be important to have this one balanced. Excellent. Give it a few more spins until it's bright, shiny orange. You guys are doing fabulous. Okay, now that that one feels good, move up again to our solar plexus chakra. This one is the yellow one. This one is where we can make choices. We set our intentions through this one and have our will to do things. It involves self-direction, self-esteem, and the power of transformation. So let's spin this yellow light until it's bright, shiny, and sparkly clean. Spinning, spinning. Nice. Focus on spinning that one a little more. Perfect. 
I can feel all the energies flying off to be vacuumed away. We're going to feel so good after this. All right. So now that that one's all shiny, let's move up to our heart chakra. This one's green. This one deals with love and I give, I care, forgiveness, generosity. So let's spin this heart chakra until it's shiny green and infused with sparkles. We want to have a pretty heart chakra. And spinning, 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 spinning. Fabulous. Let's keep spinning that one. Everybody's is nice and sparkly, shiny. Okay, great. Now, put that one back in place. Let's move up to our throat chakra. This one is blue. We're going to spin that ball of light energy until it's shiny. This is the one where we have expression, where we listen, where we can communicate. It's all about using our voice. So let's spin, spin, spin this one. We can communicate clearly. Spinning, spinning. Fantastic. If you find that your throat chakra feels out of balance often, grab a sodalite or a lapis lazuli. Those stones will really help with that. I wear them when doing the radio show. It's really, really helpful. Okay, let's spin that one just a little bit more. You're doing fantastic. Okay, now that that one's all clean, let's move up to our third eye chakra located in our foreheads. This one has to do with telepathy, intuition, imagination, visualizing, all that good stuff that you've been doing. So this one is the darker purple color, and we're going to spin it until it's very sparkly. Nice. Keep spinning. Our intuition's located here, so we like to have this one clean so we can get our messages right. Keep spinning. Excellent. Spinning, spinning. Perfect. Kate, now that it's nice and shiny, clean, deep, deep purple. I see a lot of yours is deep, deep purple. Beautiful. Okay, let's move up to our crown chakra located at the top of our head. Now this one is a pale violet, or you might see it as clear. We're going to spin that ball of light until it's bright, shiny, clean, and sparkly. This is where our psychic and intuitive abilities can be found. Our faith, our connection to the divine, abilities to trust life, values, ethics, courage. Lots of stuff happen in this crown chakra. So let's spin that one until it's really, really clean. Great, you guys have been working on this. This one was pretty clean. Okay, so let's put that one where it's supposed to go. And remember, there's no way to do this wrong. Just the act of listening to my voice and doing this exercise will create the energies and it will happen. It's as simple as that. 
Let's visualize or imagine that ball of light again, just right above your, your head. And then you're going to move it down, down through your face, down through your neck, down through your chest, down through your, your pelvis. That ball of light is going to break into two. And each ball of light is going to go down five, past your knees. You're going to feel refreshed, able to focus. You're going to have a lot of clarity after this meditation. Continue sending that ball of light through past your knees, down your shins, and out the bottoms of your feet, and ground you deep, deep, deep into Mother Earth. And then you can bring your awareness back to the room, back to your body. Meditation is about doing what feels natural to you. You're letting the energy do the work. It takes a little trust, takes a little faith. But if you practice it, you can come back to this meditation anytime and replay it. Have an excellent day. Ooh, doesn't that feel good? <sighs> I love a good chakra cleanse. Well, I'm going to wish you all a wonderful rest of the week. For all my Alberta friends, whether the election went the way you wanted it to or didn't, let's hope Alberta has um, some improvements in the economy and our lives get better. The end. So enjoy the things that give you pleasure. Make sure you notice them and work on those boundaries. Good times, good times. Uh, Till next week. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Psychic Cowgirl Radio with Shannon Lackman. Practical, insightful conversations to empower you on your personal journey. To connect with Shannon directly, visit PsychicCowgirl.com. That's P-S-Y-C-H-I-C-C-O-W-G-I-R-L.com.